Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And of course, dominating events this week was the tragic violence at the Israeli-Gaza border and its local fallout. Um, once the decision to recall our ambassador there, Sisa Ngambani, the Jewish Board of Deputies and the SA Zionist Federation issued a statement following which we have been interviewed by close on 30 different media outlets, mainly radio and TV. My colleague David Sachs is my guest now. He's the Associate Director of the Jewish Board of Deputies to kind of re-look at the week that was and also to look at the kinds of things that we've been seeing in the media, the kinds of misunderstandings and accusations that are being leveled against Israel and kind of just take stock. David, thank you so much for joining me. Mm, thanks, Mr. So, David, the second the, um, the release was issued condemning our government for recalling Sisi Ngabane, our colleague Zev Krengel was immediately interviewed by both um, radio and TV. The following day was almost like a relentless onslaught of media. What You, you yourself did an interview on Channel Africa. Mm. What are the kinds of things that are being said against Israel? Well, this... Uh great tragedy on the Gaza border, a tragedy we believe should never have happened and would not have happened if Hamas hadn't engineered it, uh, has led to, uh, has really played into the hands of the, the boycott Israel uh, um, faction. It is exactly what they wanted, um, um, a mass, a spirit of mass outrage, unreflecting mass outrage. And I must say, it's been a uh, it's been a complete bloodbath uh, in a sense in the political and the media realm the whole week, especially in South Africa, completely unreflecting uh, uh, flood of in of, of invective against against Israel. One of the things that keep, two comments that keep coming against the Jewish Board and Zionist Federation when when we make comments is one that um, Israel is not committed to peace. And they use the settlements as an example to as this, whereas mm. there are no settlements in Gaza. And the second one is it's disproportionate because no Israelis have been killed. Therefore, there's no real threat to Israeli life. Mm. Why do you think people are using these types of examples, which are flawed, to make their case? I think there's a the kind of a knee-jerk... Uh Reaction against Israel and also a kind of a, a mental block against uh, holding the Palestinian leadership uh, accountable in any way. Even Hamas, which is uh, an overtly extremist movement committed to Israel's destruction. Um, so uh, breaking through this, this, this barrier of, of, of sheer prejudice is it's, it's really proving to be very, very difficult, especially in South Africa. Uh, and as you say, the settlements is, is, a, is a red herring. Um, it might apply to some extent in the West Bank, but uh, of course there are no settlements in Gaza. They were dismantled when Israel withdrew 12 years ago. Uh, as for Israel not being uh, interested in peace, of course it's quite the opposite. Uh, and uh, the, the disproportionate, uh, that uh, I hate to say it, we all hate to say it, but Hamas's ghastly tactic of sacrificing its own citizenry uh, for propaganda purposes is working, and it's certainly working in locally. Um, yeah, the, the the fact is every single one of those demonstrators could have been a potential suicide bomber or knife or, or, or you know, pull, you know, a knife terrorist or, you know, gun gunman. Um, and so Israel could not allow a mass invasion. It is just, it was, it had no choice but to stop it. But uh, in having to resort to, le uh, to lethal force to, to do so, 
it created this sense of complete imbalance between uh, oppressor, uh, between the strong and the weak, and well, it's played into Hamas's hands uh, in a big way. David, not all the media here in South Africa has been critical. Um, for the example, the Ilanga newspaper in KwaZulu-Natal published an editorial saying, why is South Africa recording the Israeli ambassador when there are so many other conflicts that, that are happening? But also saying that once we recall the ambassador, we have very little impact that we can um, make as South Africans in the Middle East conflict. Um your your experience on Channel Africa was also you had a very neutral moderator, a yes, person who allowed fair. both very sides fair. to speak, and, and I remember listening to some interviews where the presenter was, went out of his way to mm. ensure that both sides were given an op- equal opportunity to put their views across. But at the same time, we've almost had a bit of a hysteria. Mm. Um, presenters on other shows have uh, evoked. Nazi terminology, uh, hysteria. What do you think the role of the media can and should be in something like this? Uh, they, uh, they really should look very carefully at the Israeli side uh, and, the, uh, and the, the dilemma facing the, the, the Israeli army. Um, the dilemma of being compelled, uh, duty-bound, to prevent a mass invasion of, of hostiles from a hostile territory. Um, and to do so uh, in, a, in a way that caused the least loss of life. Uh, and, what, uh, and to ask the question, what, uh, who is responsible for this? Would it have happened? Uh, uh, why did it happen in the first place? And how, what, how would any other sovereign country react under the same circumstances? Um, on, on the whole, certainly I found my, uh, my interviewer was extremely balanced. Um, the problem with those kind of interview, interviews I always find is that you can all, only reply, you only have an opportunity to reply to a, a fraction of the, uh, the scurrilous uh, uh, accusations that are leveled at Israel. But uh, I must say I've, I found it quite therapeutic to, to have the opportunity to hit back <laughs> because we feel quite helpless here when we see this complete flood of vitriol. Otherwise, um, the distortion. Do you think those who make the distortions, and you were in a debate, okay, against mm. a member from the PSC, and a lot of lies were being spewed? Do you think it's ignorance on her part, or do you think it's manipulation? It's absolute manipulation. They have a script and they stick to it, um, with uh, assiduously, and to always, of course, uh, at every single opportunity to bring in the South Africa anti uh, anti apartheid struggle and to try to liken it. To what is happening in uh, in Gaza, and I, I hope I was able to, to some extent, uh, uh, make the point that to compare the hostile demonstrations to the, the the killing of genuinely innocent and helpless civilian protesters at Sharpville or in Soweto seventy six uh, was uh, an insult to the memory of those who fought for freedom in South Africa. The problem, uh, many of the some of the. Pe- Criticisms that have been directed against Israel is, is its inability to communicate better what is actually happening. And, to, um, and, and there was an article saying that all the journalists on the one side were given very easy access to what was happening and all the journalists on Israel's side were kept away for security reasons. Do you think Israel could and should be doing more? I think Israel's P- PR, for want of a better word, has improved immensely, uh, immeasurably since the since 20 years ago when we both were, you know, when the crisis really broke. And, um, I suppose it could, it could always be better, but there is an, is an unwillingness to listen uh, 
on the part of those who are with a kind of knee-jerk hostility towards Israel. Um, Israel, the free, country's friendly to Israel, the, the US and uh, Australia, Canada, uh, are willing to listen. And the Israeli view is reflected, not just politically, but in the media uh, to a large extent. I have seen some amazing editorials. Uh, my brother who lives in Australia has sent me some amazing editorials that have come out in Australian newspapers where people recognize Israel's dilemma. And question, you know, it's very easy to criticize Israel, but what would you do if you were a sovereign state trying to um, protect your borders? Uh, yes, yes. I, I've seen a few, quite a few of them, uh, the, the Telegraph in, in the UK and Washington Post. Uh, New York Times even was, was relatively balanced. balanced. It's not... Not not a nor is quite critical of Israel often, um, but in our own media, no, we have not seen. I haven't seen a single apart from Ilanga, but who I haven't seen a single editorial that has uh, reflected these views. I mean, uh, Richard Kemp, for example, uh, who is a, the, the, a military expert, has slammed Hamas and says they are completely to blame and said why. But to see uh, that kind of view appearing in our media, it's not it's not happening. So I think it's a steady process here. I think I think there is an emotional knee-jerk reaction when people see the kind of carnage taking place. That mm. is, it's inevitable. But I think sometimes I think it really actually doesn't matter what is said or done because people already have their own opinion, their own strong opinions yeah. in Israel. Do you think there's still a middle ground that is ready to be influenced? Actually, the middle ground has, seems to have completely disappeared. Uh, the views are hopelessly polarized um, and. I must say it's been a very difficult week uh, for you as well, for both of us. Uh, how do you get a, a kind of rational conversation going in, in, in such an atmosphere? It's hysteria. There's an mm. element of hysteria to in, in condemning Israel. I think so. Well, I, again, I have to compliment my colleagues both at the board and the Fed um, who have been spokespeople. It, hasn't, it isn't an easy environment. It isn't easy to put across a very contrary opinion to what people are thinking is happening. Um, but I know that my colleagues have worked extremely, extremely hard, and I really take my hat off to them because a lot of the in interviews have been extremely hostile mm. and with an, a, 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 almost a shutting out while asking questions, shutting out. It hasn't been uh, your experience, and certainly I've seen some really good ones, but some have been particularly hostile. David, what do you think's gonna, how do you think it's going to play itself out? You know, uh, for, this is not like the Gaza War in 2014, which went on for seven weeks and uh, we were in the trenches, as we remember, for that long. Uh, this is of relative, has been of relatively short duration and the, the, the border is now quiet. Uh, Hamas is reaping its rewards, but uh, one wonders um, if it has gained as much as it hoped it would gain. Uh, I don't know. Has it been rewarded to, to the extent that it will repeat the same the same behaviour at a later stage? I don't know. But at the moment, I think we can look forward, hope for a period of relative quiet. Well, um, David, I know you're looking forward to the weekend and to Shabbos and Shavuot. And then, obviously, on Tuesday, we're back into the trenches and certainly mm. just to give our community the commitment between our organizations and among our staff to ensure that we fight in any way possible the, the negative images, the incorrect images that are being displayed. Absolutely. The Aluta continue. You know, <laughs> the, the struggle carries on. But, uh, yeah, we won't give up. We won't stop. But it's, it, it's, it's uphill work. Well, David, I think we're going to leave it at that note. 
Um, again, thank you for coming into Chai FM. Uh, mm. Thank you also for being my sounding board. And uh, mm. we have adjoining offices, so uh, <laughs> certainly it's nice to share some of the conversations we have in the passage on air. Mm. Thanks, Sharisa. Good Shabbos to everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was David Sachs, Associate Director, kind of sharing some of the insights into the media that we've experienced over the last week.